Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 121 of Predetermined. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I'm your other host, Derek Halpin. Garrett, will Darby Allen and John Moxley just fuck already? <laughs> I, have, have I missed something? Is there a sexual tension going on between them that is... I The ending segment of this week's Dynamite with, with Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros beating down on fucking John Moxley and uh, new guy, uh, uh, Will Hobbs. I was gonna say Willie Mack, but it's it's that's clearly not who that is. Uh, Will Hobbs. So they're beaten down, and they've got a numbers advantage. And I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, any minute now, I'm gonna hear that very uh very low soft guitar strum come in, and I know Darby Allen's gonna come and save his man. And that was the case. And so what I'm saying is, those two. I understand that Renee may not be comfortable with it, but I think Darby and John need to just get a room. Uh, somewhere there in Florida that's been uh, cleaned up because it's Florida. <laughs> and uh, they need to just go at it. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I, I like that. I feel like we need to seek out that waitress from that we had a while back that wrote the erotic fan fiction. Yeah. And get I mean, her we've to... been asking for... We've been open to erotic fan fiction for, what, about a year now? Well, we got a little bit of it. We did, but we got one. You want it to be an ongoing series. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if at least a couple times a year. So It doesn't always have to be about us. I mean, that's fun. But if you want to send in some Darby Allen, John Moxley erotic fan fiction. <laughs> it's fucked up because I know somebody out there would do it in a heartbeat. Um, would you explain, because they obviously they can't see it, would you explain to our listeners what you are wearing on top of your head right now? Oh, I am currently wearing my MDK all day hat. It says murder, death, kill in a very nice font. Uh, basically, I complained last time on the show, and then the very next day I got the tracking information on it. You're very lucky that you didn't complain on the show last week and then get a knock at your door. <laughs> <laughs> heard you talking shit here's your fucking hat and an ass beating he's like i don't know if you fucking heard but the mail's kind of fucked up right now <laughs> <laughs> um i was gonna ask uh can you tell people <laughs> you sent me a picture of you wearing the hat to me uh the other day but it was a picture of you wearing the hat holding your cat in a really cute position like, it was nice. That should be your profile picture on MySpace right now. <laughs> um, anyways, you sent me the picture, and uh, what was the first thing I said to you after seeing the hat? Is that made out of a tracksuit? I was like, is that made out of vinyl? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, a few seconds later, I could see the little dot, dot, dot thing going down as you were typing to me and I asked because it looks like it's made out of the same material that a windbreaker is made out of and right as I sent that and it loaded you had sent right behind it it's made out of the tr same material as a tracksuit so we were on the same page yeah it's not like a normal wool or uh I don't know like a polyester or whatever it's 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 a windbreaker for your head <laughs> <laughs> okay it isn't exactly what I was expecting it to be, but I also don't know what Nick Gage knows about fashion and running a clothing line. Well, this is his first try, right? Yeah, this was from drop number one. <laughs> we don't know that that's not necessarily from a Nick Gage tracksuit. You, mean you know how in Batman, Batman Returns, like uh, Selena Kyle just kind of lost her shit and she <laughs> cut up like that fucking... <laughs> Her, her, her coat that she had and turned it into her Catwoman suit. That might be Nick Gage just losing his fucking mind in quarantine because he can't wrestle. He's like, well, like, we'll I got a fucking hole. This. I got a hole in my camo shorts already. I just as well have. Oh, I would pay top dollar for a piece of clothing made out of Nick Gage's camo shorts. That seems like that should be a thing. Is that a claw? That is a claw. It's a lemon. It's got a lemon. It would have been funny here. if it was just like a soda. <laughs> At this point, that would be way funnier. It's a Sprite. It's a, it's a Mr. Pib. 
Derek, so, this week yeah. wrestling really gifted us with something special. What exactly would that be? So we got to we got the privilege of finding out Retribution's names. <laughs> and when I found out what they changed Dijak's name to, my initial reaction was tears started streaming from my eyes before I even had the chance to laugh. And then I started, my whole body was shaking. I was having a little seizure. I was crying. I feel like I could sue the WWE for the reaction that I had to that. It was, <laughs> it was an allergic reaction to his name. All right. I See, here's the thing. I've only seen bits and pieces. I know everyone kind of looks like Bane or Jason Voorhees. <laughs> but do you know their names? No. Take me through the names. Okay. So we had... Donovan Dijak, then he became, what, Donovan Dijakovic, something like that? Sure. And now, Dijak's name in the WWE is T-Bar. T-Bar! <laughs> <laughs> you waited your whole life to get to the big time. You're now T-Bar. <laughs> and his, his buddies... Or Slapjack and Mace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you hear Slapjack and not immediately think of Stevie Ray? See, I think of Slap Nuts. Now, Slapjack was actually Stevie Ray's weapon of choice. Oh, I remember the Slapjack, but it, you know, right now I'm getting a vibe of like early 2000s WCW out of Retribution and Slapjack and Duck Fart. And whatever the other ones are. But the saddest part is they have Mia Yim and they have Mercedes Martinez on their team. I don't know what their names are now, but they are way too fucking talented to be part of this shit. <laughs> it does not matter how talented you are once you sign that contract, my friend. It does not matter what your skill set is. You too can wear a mask that looks like a cut up paper plate on your face. Ugh. I saw that uh, T-Bar responded to CM Punk about that tonight. T-Bar. Yeah. Heated exchange. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I, is, Dijak has a pretty good Bane voice. Can we just, um, for a moment, appreciate the fact that supposedly we're not the only ones that had that reaction to finding out the names and the look of retribution as a stable. Because yeah, from apparently every, everyone backstage thought that it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and there's a growing sentiment that this is once again dead on arrival. Do you it's think it's like the shield only cooler? Yeah. They need to give me a reason to tune into Monday Night Raw every week and T-Bar is the shit. <laughs> You couldn't convince me that fucking T-Bar wasn't the nickname of uh, Jason Statham's friend and crank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's one of those. Um, poor those people. Poor all of those people. So, I, yeah, I poor all of them. All of them. Hey, speaking, while we're still on WWE... Me and Derek are signed up for the goddamn Thunder Thunderdome. We've we did sign up for the Thunderdome earlier today, and I'm convinced I'm going to get approved to be in the Thunderdome because I'm not going to be available. It will be uh, my special lady's uh, 35th birthday this Friday, so happy birthday, Megan! So we will be out of town. Don't worry, we're not going between states. Don't freak out. We're going a few miles outside the city. And uh, I will not be available to watch SmackDown this Friday, so therefore I will not be available to be in the Thunderdome. But you might be. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to be in the Thunderdome, which you should be taking Megan to for her birthday because it's the most romantic <laughs> place on Earth. Yeah, I could just we could just go get a place and I could prop up my phone and we can appear in the Thunderdome on a probably on a video board in the upper deck in the corner. No, 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 no. We're going to be right behind Michael Cole. 
cheering maybe T-Bar on SmackDown. I think T-Bar is a Raw exclusive now. The Retribution now has to obey the rules of the WWE draft. I believe. <laughs> That's how that works. Like you're like Braun Strowman can just show up and fight Dabakato backstage. Not T-Bar. T-Bar plays by the rules, except when he's just destroying property. Yeah. Fucking WWE, man. So Friday, tune into SmackDown. Try and find me in the Thunderdome doing my best do it Honda. How much would you pay for an erotic fan fiction that is uh, Darby Allen, John Moxley, and T-Bar? <laughs> How much... With the mask. 15 bucks. You'd pay $15 for like a, like what, like a book? It could be. Would uh, you, would you get some, like uh, the Moxley Allen T-Bar fan fiction if it was like, like the, the classic romance novels where it's like a, like a really shredded dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's Fabio's body, but he's got a fucking, (laughs) the paper plate face. (laughs) Darby Allen looking up at him lovingly. He's going to get Moxley with a hand on the shoulder coming over the top. Darby Allen's uh, makeup gets a little bit smeared. Yeah. You can see there's some smeared on the chest. Ooh, yeah. No. Okay. I'll raise it to $25. 25 bucks for that to be on your shelf next to your all in plaque that you have. That your wife was not happy that you bought. Still around here somewhere. <laughs> um, so you kind of, I mean, I don't want to come at you too hard to, to open because you're getting the spanking today, my friend. But I will say you hyped it up as let's check out what's been happening on the indie scene for next week's episode. That's what you said last week. It had nothing to do with it. It was just straight up GCW. I watched six GCW matches. This is not the indie episode. This is the, the GCW episode. This is everything Garrett has been enjoying over the last five months. Basically, there were like two matches that I really, really wanted you to watch. And I had to, I framed it in a different way. I got nervous. I sent you like six matches. There were, I could have sent you another 15 matches of. Oh, I believe it. Of great shit that's been happening. And I don't know that I necessarily sent you the best of the best to start with, but I sent you. Well, let's just get into it. The first show that I sent Derek was GCW Backyard 2, which took place on the 4th of July. July feels like a long time ago now. Oh, it's an eternity ago. And that show was one of the most fun shows I've watched this summer. Now, I mean, we're taking people back a couple months. What was so controversial? Because this was like, what, like the what, the first big show uh, after quarantine? Right? Um, well, this one was in somebody's backyard. So I right. Think- but it would have been, I'm trying to remember if they had already run a show in Indianapolis. But yeah, it would have been one of the first two shows. It was, it was one of the first ones, but it got a lot of criticism, obviously, at the time. A little bit, you know, because... They were <laughs> first ones through. But, you know, I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, it was worth it. And I think you'll agree with me. I had... So uh, you, you set me up with this uh, GCW Backyard pay-per-view... And I think I text you not too long into me watching it. I feel bad for the park that they're in. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant it. That's the thing. I don't take it back. It wasn't just me being funny. I legitimately was thinking, man, there's probably kids in the neighborhood that ride their bikes through here and play ball. And now there's going to be shards of light tubes scattered everywhere there for years so the match that I had you watch first was uh, you didn't pop- deny any of that. No, it's the glass isn't going anywhere. It's gonna stay <laughs> in a game of ultimate frisbee. Somebody's gonna get a real gross skin knee. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so the uh, first I, I match sure. I I sent to Derek to watch was Paco Loco, aka Chris Dickinson versus Casey Quick. Now the the kind of the premise of this show is it's GCW regulars fighting backyarders. So Casey Quick 
Uh, how would how did you describe him to me, Derek? I told you that when I see Casey Quick, I see a Family Dollar version of Joey Janela. <laughs> I went out of my way to not say Dollar Tree because too many people know about Dollar Tree. So what? Okay, this match is incredibly brutal. Chris Dickens. Yeah, like within the first five seconds, for in the fuck the first five seconds, Paco Loco picks this son of a bitch up and <laughs> slams him so hard on the mat, you would think it's an older brother punishing his little brother for mouthing off. There is nothing pro wrestling about it. It's just a man hurting another man. A giant man hurting a much smaller man at that too. This is that. I mean, I look at that match, and in my mind, that's how Vince views his fight with AEW. <laughs> He's like, "This is us. We're big. We've got the look. We're tough. And look at all those little dipshits over there thinking they're cool because they smoke cigarettes and they're not big." <laughs> I'm Paco Loco. I'm Paco Loco. <laughs> but yeah, that's this was just brutal, man. And Chris Dickinson isn't normally a deathmatch wrestler. I don't know that he's ever had a deathmatch. This wasn't necessarily a deathmatch as much as it was him punishing Casey Quick for existing. Like, yeah, he and he agreed to take some light tubes, clearly. But I feel like the conversation had to go. You can hit me with light tubes, but for every tube, I am going to take a year off of your career. And like towards the end of that, they're trying to break that door and he just keeps bouncing that man's neck off of that door in the corner. It is brutal. That door was not gimmicked. <laughs> Were you entertained by this match? All I remember thinking was that like whatever the finish was going to be like, it's not going to make any sense whatsoever. All of the things that dollar store Joey Janela is going to kick out of. Are not are gonna be so fucking brutal that what am I gonna finally gonna go? Oh, okay, well yeah, that makes sense that that would keep him down. Just snaps his neck. <laughs> I watched at a GCW show one man use a plastic bag to choke out another man. If you want to indeed consider Schlack a man. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> Oh, you are in such trouble. See, I figured this is the one I was in trouble for. You were definitely in trouble. This match was El Schlacko versus J.J. Escobar. Uh, J.J. Escobar is wearing a white ski mask and a G.G. Allen shirt. So already he's got a lot going for him. I think I like this guy. I like the cut of his jib. Why are you so... Uh, why is G.G. Allen okay to you in 2020? Well, I think as we start discussing how entertained I was by this match. <laughs> I'm upset that you started with a well. <laughs> like you like you had a whole fucking presentation to give. Like you've been anticipating that question. You know who would have loved the song WAP? Gigi Allen. That could have been a Gigi song. Yeah. That's an outrageous claim. Yeah, you're right. His would have been a little more offensive. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, Derek, you said I'm in trouble. What about this this pro professional wrestling match okay, makes so you, you know angry? How, look, I, I don't want to become that pretentious asshole, but I actually don't think that... I'm not worried about being called a pretentious asshole when I criticize this. You know how... There's a lot of people who hate modern art because they just feel it's a little too fucking off the wall and that it barely qualifies. Like if you shit in like a fucking in a Ziploc bag and then throw some sprinkles in it and hand it to me and say that that's art. That's essentially what this wrestling match. This was not a wrestling match. I saw a German suplex into the fender of a car. That counts. The fucking announcers. <laughs> <laughs> there's a spot in this match where a car gets used for an extended period of time gets used <laughs> in many ways way I can describe it in many ways but I can tell you that at the beginning of the car's usage there's a spot where El Schlacko 
is supposed to have his head driven through the back window of this car. And they go to do this spot and their heads, just both of them, each of them keep trying to break this window. <laughs> and I think, isn't Janella on commentary? Yeah, it's Janella and Kevin Gill. Well, one of them slips up and says something to the effect of, they keep trying to break that window. I mean, they're trying to get his head to go through the, like, like they totally fucked up the part. <laughs> like they skipped immediately to the part where they were having issues breaking the window and not focusing on the fact that there was a man trying to throw another man through the back window of the car. And this is not professional wrestling. There was a spot in this match, Garrett, where Schlack attempted to help jj escobar get in this car with him because escobar couldn't get the door open schlack reached across the front seat and attempted to like a good friend open the side door so that he could get in this car with him why oh because jj escobar had lit fireworks <laughs> and set them off so that they could sit in the car together for the shit show wrestling shaking wrestling it's not <laughs> it's not wrestling ask t-bar it's if it's wrestling not. fuck t-bar <laughs> it was the fourth of july i mean schlack's entrance he walked out with roman candles shooting just wildly the crowd looked fucking terrified oh i'm not done yet <laughs> there was there was look guys Joey Janela felt guilty because there is a spot where Schlack hits J.J. Escobar with the car. Yes, he starts the vehicle up, drives it at him, and J.J. Escobar goes flying about seven feet in the air, rolls off the side, almost gets cut in half by the door opening, and then hits the ground. And I'm thinking, well, that's the end, right? No, that was not the end of the match. Joey Janela on commentary is just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, he's like, I feel a little guilty for, for being here they <laughs> a said, few years ago. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, they even said they're like, people from the crowd are starting to leave as if they've just witnessed a homicide. Yep. Uh, and Joey Janela was outwardly expressing his disdain for what he was witnessing. But you would think that'd be the end of the match. There'd be a cover after getting hit with a car and there would at least be some sense to be like, all right, well, this is the high spot of the match. Oh no. Oh, contraire. No, you I got to, witness how do you top the that? most? I got to witness the most painful spot I've ever witnessed in a pro wrestling match derek's put in air quotes yeah derek is just like he punched those air quotes around that in a pro wrestling match schlack i don't know if it was shipping tape sat that motherfucker down in a folding chair in a yard with jj escobar selling (laughs) that he was fucked up and for the next two and a half minutes I'm sorry. It's wrestling's fake, Derek. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, well, I know that for two and a half minutes, something that wasn't fake was me watching Schlack unsuccessfully try to use packing tape to tape this man down into a chair. And then eventually, (laughs) he just fucking gave up (laughs) and dropped the tape. It like it looks legit go back and watch this match. At this point I'm like no. Like no. Like like what are where are we going with this? Like I get like the and then you see a fan run up and offer a lighter in the middle of him trying to tape this man to a chair. Because what's Schlack going to do? Schlack's going to set off a real what did they call it? It just looked like what a fucking of, mortar round. I don't even know what it was. I think that's that may have been what they called it. It was basically like an M80. It was a really big fucking firework. It was a little bomb. They put a little bomb on J.J. Escobar's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and using a fan's lighter, which was probably a Bic and probably had some camo on it, 
Oh, lit this it's firework. It's windy, so Schlack is having a hard time getting it lit yeah. too. Like really. I appreciate that you had a lighter on hand for that. Yeah, uh, there's one. The audio was picked up by the microphone. Don't set the mic on fire. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so we had a nice, like, four, <laughs> almost four minutes of setup and build for this one firework to go off for this spot. Like, they worked so hard. This was a this was not a wrestling match. This was let's do some stunts. I'm gonna hit you with a car and then I'm gonna set a firework off on your dick. But he had the firework duct taped to him. Okay, cool. There was smoke like, coming out of that man's penis. Garrett. I'm not telling you that it wasn't an impressive sight to behold. I'm just <laughs> I'm not telling you that I didn't enjoy seeing a thing happen. I just know that as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is really stretching the bounds for what one can call a professional wrestling match. I think Joey Janela himself said, I feel like I'm watching a Faces of Death video right now. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt. How much? The reaction, the reaction from the announcers when that firework went off on J.J. Escobar's cock otherworldly i mean basically they just ended the show yeah i mean where are you gonna go from there they didn't even get to pin him did he it didn't didn't matter (laughs) i'm sure and then schlack just walks away and you just see schlack take his mask off and uh brett lauderdale's following him like he's getting ready to get a man who just murdered somebody out of the building it's funny because like nobody knew at that point that el schlacko was schlack and then he took the mask off and found out that they're the same person. <laughs> Which explains so much. <sighs> so, yeah, I really Garrett, would say this show was them on their worst behavior. Yeah, I would completely agree. <clears throat> I, what, when we started this podcast a couple years ago, I didn't see you becoming the hardcore guy. What happened? GCW happened. What? No, 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 no. You were in my living room here in Chicago when we looked up what GCW, what we were going to for the first time. You were there and you were mortified. And then we went and then you got a rush like you probably never gotten before. <laughs> so much so that you tried to run. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you keep coming back for more. Some people do drugs. Some people go skydiving. I just want to watch guys get thrown into barbed wire and stuff. And then you come to me and be like, hey, honor it. Honor it. It's a pro wrestling match. You're the fucking old person at the counter telling me to honor a fucking coupon that's not even for this business. (laughs) So you're telling me this isn't what you signed up for? No! (laughs) No! Not at all. Oh, but you're okay with fucking sitting down and watching two hours of T-Bar. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) I haven't been watching since Mania. Okay. even before Mania. Well, what? Okay. 2020 has been a really fucked up year, Derek. I don't know if you know about this. Yeah, and watching a man get a fucking firework lit on his dick is is right in there with everything else I've seen this year that's pretty fucked up. No, no, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. They put this on pay-per-view and they make me feel fucking alive. Would you do it? Would I do it? No, but I'll let J.J. Escobar get paid 200 bucks to light a firework on his dick. (laughs) You don't think there's anything ethically wrong with cheering on this kind of stuff? For your entertainment. Not a part of you feels bad. We spend a lot of time watching CKY videos. What's the difference here? Is it the men are a little bigger? I don't know if it's a comparable <laughs> like situation. <laughs> I just watched some CKY stuff on, on YouTube the other day. And I'll admit to you that there, there's some very dangerous shit. But I never said I, can, <laughs> I condoned it. 
Like usually the stuff that I enjoyed the most was the stuff that was the most harmless. Well, I enjoy some of the harmless things in GCW. I still love you. I just want you to know that. I mean, you're really pushing it. You're really pushing it. You woke me up last year and had the microphone rolling as you showed me a man getting stabbed with a fucking needle. Mm hmm. And what else happened in that match? Well, he gets kicked in the face with a needle through both sides of his cheeks. Isn't, isn't there scissors? Oh, no, no. The scissors was, uh, that was a different one. That was Janela's spring break. Jimmy mm-hmm. Lloyd gets the scissors kicked into his throat. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was okay. <laughs> but you keep coming back for more. They keep showing it to me. I'm not telling them to do it. Bullshit. Are you talking about it here? Are you saying that when I throw my 13 bucks at a GCW pay-per-view, that's me condoning it? Yes. Okay, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so even if I let this go, you set me up with these two matches first, which are, you know, obviously the Paco Loco match is brutal because he's just fucking demolishing a dude that's significantly smaller than he is with wrestling moves and furniture. Then we move on to this thing, which is Schlack using an automobile and fireworks. That's what I'm calling it. El Schlacko's stunt show. El El Schlacko's stunt show, not to be confused with a professional wrestling match. (laughs) And when that's over, you send me this lovely text that says, don't worry, it's normal from here on out. And then I get to the next match <laughs> from a different show. And as soon as I start the matchup, I'm like, there's light tubes taped to the ring ropes. I know what I said to you. And I said that with sincerity. Because what you saw was so bad that it, this was a regular death match in comparison. Yeah, I know what you said. You basically said you should probably be as desensitized as me at this point. So the, the light tubes aren't a big deal. Okay, so the next match that Derek watched was home. It was from a Homecoming Part Two that took place in New Jersey. It was uh, Alex Cologne and Zachary Wentz from the Rascals. I really liked the Rascals, and I think Zachary Wentz. He had never had a death match before. He had a pretty good death match. Aren't our brothers from uh, Best There Ever Was the Quarantine? Aren't, aren't, weren't they at this show? They were at the night before, so they saw Alex Cologne versus AJ Gray in a death match. Okay. So they a- weren't at this match. They weren't at this one. Alex had two death matches that weekend. <sighs> now, I, I did enjoy this match, and I thought they made Zachary Wentz look like a fucking badass. Right? Yeah. Like, he, he's such a talented wrestler, and I think they did a really good job of mixing his talents with deathmatch um now i'm pretty sure this is the match where there's the spot where he's on the uh, wince is on the top rope getting ready to do something and he just gets pushed to the outside through the barbed wire covered doors oh it propped up yeah it's a door covered in barbed wire with a pane of glass over the top of it Mm. Mm. he's a mess after that isn't he yeah, it's a cringy. <laughs> the thing is, there were so many good matches I could have sent you, but I sent you this one. <laughs> and before you sent me this one, don't worry, this is a normal one. <laughs> I realized what I had said to you immediately after and decided not to correct myself. Uh, <laughs> You're like, let's see how this goes. Let's, I, you know what? It'll, uh, it'll play well on the podcast. It wasn't normal. It was it was less traumatizing than the previous two matches. I think that would be fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Cologne, uh, he's had a big summer, though. He won the Tournament of Survival, which I didn't send you a single match from. You're welcome. Oh, I'm sure I'll get one eventually. That <laughs> If you want some Tournament of Survival matches, I'll send it to you. I know uh, in the first match on that card, Ricky Shane Page sticks a syringe through Jimmy Lloyd's cheek and then sprays fluid through it. You say like a proud papa. Hey, 
My wrestling options right now fall somewhere between T-Bar and Jimmy Lloyd getting a syringe in the cheek. Mike Fitzgibbon's son is a nuclear physicist, and my podcast co-host shows me another man having liquid shot through his fucking cheek. Uh, well, what should I be watching, if not this? I mean, I know the G1's going on. I've turned the G1 on. I've been watching those matches, too. I ha- I, Are you telling me that I have a problem right now? I've been saying you've had a problem for months. This is an intervention. This has been a this has been a very long intervention. The part this is the part that I genuinely feel guilty about. We just got past we're, we're here in mid September, so it's been a couple weeks. But you know the, the last couple years around this time we're coming off that high from all out and all in weekend, and I cannot deny, I can't that last I can't deny that last year's two cup stuffed show out here in Chicago was one of the greatest shows I've ever been to like being there in person for that GCW black label pro show was a fucking blast for multi like I there's, but there's still the part of me that I watch some of this shit and I think "Mm." like, it doesn't make me feel good to know that we basically almost watched G raver die in front of us. Like I do feel I like that's uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with like I'm a little uncomfortable with how often the light tube shit gets used and I just take for granted that like it's still glass and if poked in the wrong place can like really fuck somebody up and yet here I am this is a normal match and I see light tubes taped around the ring and I'm like I think your definition of a normal match is different sir it is <laughs> it's become skewed over the last couple of years I hear normal match. I think 45-second squash match from Sunday Night Heat 1999. That's what I hear. When really it's a, a no, I say it's a normal match and it ends up being that new Jack match where he stabs that kid. We're headed that direction. Speaking of, just side tangent real quick. Uh, new Jack is going to be performing a wrestling show in Anna, Illinois, which is right outside of Carbondale. And it's in a... That's- it's in that's a, closer to you than it is to me. That's true, but it, it's in a skating rink. But you know who it's very close to? Who's that? Dalton and Teagums. Should we assign them homework? <laughs> and you know what? I'll even I'll even do this. I'm gonna call you Teg because that's your the name that your friends call you, and not um, the All name right. that we're mispronouncing. I would love for you to go to this. I know it's weird to send you somewhere during a pandemic, but New Jack's there. Nick Gage is New there. Jack. It's in a skating yeah. rink. Yeah. I need to hear what goes on. We are dying for some fresh shit to work with right now because retribution ain't cutting it. T-bar. Fuck will you. Be good for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good material. So, like not everything not everything that we crank out is going to be you know a jizz you know that's our fucking uh more than words <laughs> <laughs> that's an extreme reference if you don't get that <laughs> i could have picked any one hit wonder i chose that one you went with extreme <laughs> well you know we are um, talking hardcore wrestling right now and extreme fits now, what can we do to bribe uh, Dalton and, and Tegs to get their asses to this roller skating rink? During a pandemic. What can we offer up? Love Surely and support. Our th- Love and support is, uh, is guaranteed. But what else can we do? Can we do something for charity? <laughs> what, is, what are we doing? You're bringing this up can on I- the spot. Can I le- can I light a firework on your dick next summer? No. Garrett's shaking his head, but I think inside he's willing to do it. What? Yeah. They, <laughs> uh, do you think you could get thrown into barbed wire and be okay? Me? Yeah. No, that sounds horrible. There's a lot of wrestling things that I look at and go, that looks bad, but I could probably deal with it. I think the barbed wire one terrifies me because I've seen barbed wire tear flesh. 
And that seems fucked up. Like glass, you can just kind of pick out, right? Tag. It's a once in a lifetime. It's an opportunity to see New Jack at a skating rink. You like, I don't know if I have the balls to go see New Jack because heaven forbid he's heard some of my commentary on this show. (laughs) I know he hasn't, but just saying, um, let's move on to the, to the next match here, Garrett. Okay, this is this is a an actual regular wrestling match. I gave yes, it is Chris Dickinson versus Calvin Tankman. I just really wanted you to see Calvin Tankman. I think this guy I is. Was, I was very impressed. This was a damn good. This was just like this. You should have said this is a normal match before this match, and that and that would have applied. I've been like, yes, this is a wrestling match between a couple big dudes. Tankman is a beast. Tankman is a fucking beast. He's from uh, Indianapolis, and I don't really follow the wrestling scene out of there very much. So I'm so happy that GCW is starting to do all these shows and bring in these wrestlers that, you know, we had not heard of before. But Tankman has had some killer fucking matches over the past couple months, and I recommend going and checking out any of them. I gave you the Dickinson one just because I thought it was, you know... Kind of his... A palate cleanser? Yes. <laughs> it was kind of his welcoming <laughs> into GCW as well. Like, where uh, Dickinson at the end of the match says, I think GCW just found their resident big man. So if this is, like, your first time listening to this podcast, and you're, this is your first time hearing about GCW, this Tankman-Dickinson match is the kind of match that Garrett would give to you to lure you into the house. To be like, look, they do wrestling... And then he sneaks in a light tube situation, and then eventually good dudes are getting hit by cars. I don't, once again, I don't see anything wrong with this. Yes, GCW is like the Ponderosa of professional wrestling. There's a little something there for everybody. <laughs> is that a regional thing? Do I need to say Golden Corral? I don't know. China, bu- China Buffet. Does Ponderosa still live? Is it still around? Probably somewhere. Yeah, check out the Chris Dickinson uh, Tankman match. That's, uh, I mean, you get to see a three hundred pound man do a standing shooting star press. Yeah, I don't. He looks cool as shit too. By the way. Oh yeah, I'm just right now. I'm really high on Tankman, and I just wanted you to get a little taste. Uh, that's kind of the same with the next match I had you check out, which was uh, Lee Moriarty and Trey Lamar. Uh, I really wanted you to see Lee Moriarty. I had never heard of him before until this match. And he has been blowing me away time and time again in GCW now. So I got excited for this one when you sent it, when I started it up because I saw it and I'm like these two guys standing at each other. And I was like, okay, these, this is going to be like a high flying athletic match. And that's what I got. Even though it was a hundred degrees outside and they're wrestling in a park. Well, that didn't affect me, but watching it back, I mean, this was fun. Like the, these two guys could go. And I'm really excited because uh, Lee Moriarty is going to be on SUP's uh, Southern Underground Pros show over the collective weekend. It's going to be him versus Daniel Maccabee. And I think that is going to be one of the highlights of the weekend. Could you clarify what, what SUP's doing a show? They are. They're doing a show in Indianapolis over the collective weekend, which is, let's see. I have some details to our listeners here. Yeah, let me pull this up real quick. The collective is taking place October 9th through the 11th, and it's at the Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis. SUP has a show. Let's see. uh, Lee Moriarty, Daniel Maccabee is on it. Uh, AC Mack versus One Called Manders. Alley Cat's on the show. AJ Gray. I mean, it's, oh, we got Jake something versus O'Shea Edwards, which is pretty cool. I don't know if Jake something's done any sup shows yet, so that's going to be pretty cool. But you know who else is going to be doing a show there that weekend? Effie. Well, Effie has his big gay brunch, but Freelance is doing a show. Freelance is doing a show. I believe it's called We're Not in Chicago Anymore. It is. And Effie uh, is, I believe, the main event. It's him versus um, Robert Anthony. They're doing a title versus title. Damn. 
Anthony's been getting some time on GCW or not GCW, uh, AEW. Has he uh, been on dark? Months. I don't know if he's just been on dark, but I know that they've had him at ringside several times too. Okay, nice. The, I mean, my introduction to him is still one of my favorite wrestler introductions, which is that match against Kylie Ray where he bled way too fucking much. He got whipped into what wasn't it the uh, the uh, barricade? He like got, the steel he got barricade outside the ring and just used as a weapon. It absolutely exploded. Was that the most blood you've ever seen on a wrestler live, other than GCW? Like, in a spot, like a very regular spot. Like, yeah, he hit his face on the rail and looked like J.J. Escobar's dick. <laughs> um, yeah, good for them. I mean, that, that I hope... Again, it's another situation. Indiana's starting to loosen up a lot of their uh, COVID-19 protections right now, so... Uh, that's a lot, man. I mean, I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun, but... I don't know. I, it, I'm a little nervous about it, so I'm gonna just be watching on TV. But, you know, GCW. Would you, blame, would you blame somebody like who's in the area there for skipping out on that? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's gonna vary person to person, and GCW has been doing a good job of keeping their shows socially distanced. And I, you know, everybody's got masks on. This one, I believe, is indoors, which freaks me out a little bit. But that being said, I'm 100% going to be watching on TV. <laughs> They're going to get my money. They're getting my money. Why can't they do it from the Thunderdome? That's just not the same. A GCW show from the Thunderdome would be amazing. Because you would be able to look into the crowd and see my disapproving face at certain things that... <laughs> <laughs> happen. Everyone else is like, yeah, wearing an ICP shirt or something. You think that's what we wear? It'll just be what me you have on in my Carly Ray Jepsen once shirt again my murder death about you. <laughs> I was going to say, can you describe to everyone once again what you are wearing on your head? Well, on my body, I've got a, a T-shirt of the pop singer King Princess. I've got a hoodie on of the country singer Margot Price, and on my head I have Murder Death Kill, <laughs> which I did uh, wear out and about the other day. Did anybody double take it? No, I think the font is too hard to read. But if it were just very clear Murder Death Kill font, I would be a lot more uncomfortable. It's Murder Death Kill in <laughs> a wacky font on a windbreaker hat. <laughs> Does that make me seem unstable? I think most people are going to look at that hat and be like, that probably cost a pretty penny. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't just sell those like at lids. They should. That's where we're yeah. going to go. This is a drop one hat, but you know, by drop seven, maybe we're in lids. So we got one more match here we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. I just... um. I feel like Tony Deppin's also had a really big summer, just a lot of really good matches. And I wanted to throw one of those your way. So I, uh, I threw out, yeah, this was my favorite match of the six that you sent me. Was it? Okay. It was Tony Deppin versus Shane Mercer. Also from uh, the world on GCW part two that took place in Indianapolis. Can we tell everyone about the uh, history that you have with Shane Mercer? That he's a terrible throw. I think he's an excellent throw. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm sure if, if anyone's been listening for a while, they know that Shane Mercer threw Logan's stunt directly into my body. Cross-bodied At my me. request. Yeah, you... <laughs> it's funny, though, because it was like there was a callback to that in the middle of this match. Yeah, almost after Deppen almost fucking kills himself doing that cannonball out of the ring, then uh, Shane Mercer just kind of abandons the match, goes, seeks out Logan's stunt, and then throws him into a fountain. So there's like a line of concession stands, and Shane Mercer goes and finds... The announcer's like, where is, where is he going? What is he doing over there? Oh, he's interacting with a fan. Oh, wait, no, that's Logan's stunt. <laughs> he picks Logan's stunt up and then proceeds to throw him in like a pool. God. It's like a fountain. 
to me, Tony Depp, I'm sorry, I'm just like back on Deppin, but he is a guy that's a good wrestler. He is. He needs to be signed immediately to NXT. Yeah. Where he too one day can join Retribution. (laughs) (laughs) See, Deppin would be a great member of Retribution because him standing next to Dijak, the size difference is going to be hilarious. I'm, I'm into it. Name him. I, no, I, I, I legitimately enjoyed this match. This was a good. This was a damn good wrestling match. That was fun too. There was outside shenanigans. I'm all about that. I'm just all about Tony Deppen right now. He's there's a few guys that have kind of become like the gatekeepers of GCW, and those guys have become Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppen, and KTB. It seems like if you're gonna make it in GCW, you first have to go through those three guys. Well, I was impressed with what I saw in this match. Um, I tended to, my style, I guess, tends to be the back end of these matches that you sent, and your style is the front three. Should I have uh, not stacked the front so heavy with the violence? No, I think you handled it as good as you could have. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting the ugly shit out of the way first and then being like, here, you're more comfortable with this, right? I could have saved the best for Schlack. I mean, you could have alternated too, but that would have meant switching between multiple pay-per-views, which would have been a pain in the ass. I tried to just give you pay-per-views where you could just click through the timestamps. I appreciated it, but this was also advertised as, let's check out the best of the indies. Just kidding. GCW (laughs) on their worst behavior. Yeah, uh, this was pretty much... Hey, if you had checked out the rest of those pay-per-views, all of them you would have seen Effie. You would have seen Alley Cat. You would have seen all those people that I named last week. But if I had shown you those, you wouldn't have gotten introduced to J.J. Escobar. El Schlacko. Where's he rank on the PWI list? That is a great question. Is Schlack in the top 500? <laughs> oh, shit. If Dan the Dad's in there. Schlack has a chance. I gave a very enthusiastic fist pump when I said that. But yeah, before we get out of here, I do want to say I have uh, I've, I've not gotten caught up completely on the G1, but I did watch a little bit of it. And uh, I was so happy to see Suzuki versus Ishii again in round one. It doesn't matter how many times that match happens. It's going to be like brand new every single fucking time. I saw some some people tweeting about that this morning while I was at work, because obviously that was uh, wrapping up right around the time as I was starting my shift. But somebody pointed out that they feel like this year's G1 is almost a sequel to last year's what well, feels like they're picking up a lot of the storylines from last year. Is that fair to say? Based I on do, what you saw? I don't know. I don't know. I it's been I've honestly like I've had my time off from New Japan for a while and the G1 is where I'm jumping back in and I'm kind of just I've been picking and choosing matches so I'm not uh I can't tell you that Derek, I don't know. Here's a real fun question to ask. When's the next time I'm going to see you? Huh. I mean, technically, we could see each other, I guess, any time. <laughs> Flights are $5 right now, man. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> You're risking everything, but it's worth it. Now's the best time to come to Nashville. Is it? Is it really? I've got nothing going on. Come hang out. <laughs> It's true. I do have a vacation coming up here soon. So what do we want to do for next week's episode? Other than read some sweet erotic fan fiction. Well, that's a good question. I mean, we did, uh, we always record this after we watch AEW. So I feel like I need to mention that Eddie Kingston versus, uh, Moxley was pretty fucking awesome tonight. I think that Moxley and Kingston have really natural chemistry together. Is that fair? Did you feel that too when they went nose to nose? 
Oh yeah, it kind of. It, remember when Kingston said to Cody, he was like, "You, this is the first time you're in the ring with a man." And then Cody went home and dyed his hair a different color and came back. And was like, "Does this work?" <laughs> well, well, this just looked like two fucking men beating the shit out of each other. I did enjoy that Brody Lee Orange Cassidy match. Um. I don't know. AEW's got some good stuff going on right now. I'm excited for eventually getting FTR versus Best Friends. Very much so. Do you think that gets saved um, for a pay-per-view down the line, or do you think we get that sooner? I don't know. I don't know if that'll be a pay-per-view match. I know, I'm sure maybe it'll be on one of those big uh, dynamites. I do know that whatever tension... that You see, they're continuing to do this shit with Hangman and Kenny, where they're having uh, Kenny sit in for commentary on hangman matches. And I thought hangman's match against evil Uno was really good too, by the way, I think that not, that's not going to get enough credit, but I thought that was a damn good match. I thought um, that was one of the best evil Uno matches I had seen. Yeah, I agree. It actually, it actually got me going. Um, nah, I got erect. I am loving that. They're having Kenny sit out there. All the shit that's going on with the bucks, Right. Bucks being complete fucking dickheads and breaking Tony Schiavone's phone and all this stuff. And then Kenny's out there kind of walking this line of like, like, like Kenny's going to, Kenny's going to turn. It's going to happen. It was like a month and a half ago when he fucking randomly beat up Marco stunt. Like he's, he's going to turn, but they're taking their sweet ass time with it. And I dig it. Um, So having him sit in and act like, his partnership with Hangman's over, but it's mutual, and he doesn't hold any ill will. I don't know. I'm digging. I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but I'm having fun. The show continues to be great. I'm enjoying. It's. It is probably the most enjoyable weekly wrestling show around. Yes. And that, how many are there? Thirteen. <laughs> I don't know. Is N- is NWA still doing a show? Aren't they done? Didn't something happen with them? I don't I don't know, man. We've been busy. Well, I know Ring of Honor's got a tournament going. Um Impact. Impact. I don't that know. Stuff. Impact I would I would absolutely check out an Impact pay-per-view if they weren't $40. I'm sure they've still got some loyalists that they're making money off of. Hey, GCW charges that I like about. I know. So Kylie Ray's over there. I forget that. Yeah. Garrett. Do you feel like we're out? Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in everybody. This one, uh, wrapping up a little early or just right on time. Kind of right on time, right on time. Hey, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, we'd we'd love you for it. We're you know what I, we're not even really doing social media anymore. It doesn't matter. I've been doing some social media the last couple of days. Okay, well Derek is at Halloween Halpin. I am at Gartet on social media. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on. Uh, I haven't touched Instagram in forever. Should we do that more? We probably should, right? Yeah, I booted up our our Twitter the other day after uh, not having it on my phone for a long time because I was afraid that I wouldn't remember the password, but I remembered the password. That's Yeah, I think the problem is I'd like to hang out with you here, and then I forget to do the social media. We're putting out episodes, though. Why don't you give a shout-out to all the freaking people that have been downloading episodes? Yeah, this has been one of the biggest months we've had as far as downloads go. I don't know what caused it, but you guys have been uh, been showing up. We've got a lot of new listeners that have been coming in. I appreciate you for checking us out. We'll be back next week. Uh, hit our goddamn music. <laughs>